0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of the Tradie Business School podcast, the only podcast you'll ever need to listen to for entertainment and obviously to grow and scale your trade-based business. For those of you who are new to the show, my name is Adam. I'm the host, and I'm joined with the beautiful Brian Santos, who's uh, today's co-host. With He brings the good looks and the brains, and uh, I just bring the beard and the humor. Brian, welcome to today's show. A little bit of a, an off-the-cuff intro there. I hope you're well. How's things? Good. I'm good. It's good to be Excellent. here. Excellent, mate. Uh, we were talking offline about money in, money out, where's my money? It's a common problem that we hear, obviously one that you've heard of lately as well, because uh, we try and keep the topics current, but it's it's something that happens in business all the time, like business owners, they do their invoicing and the money comes in, they pay the bills and the money goes out. They know their numbers should be profitable, but at the end of the day, they they don't know where their money is. So, uh, but I'm going to hand straight over to you and, and ask you, did I hit the nail on the head there or is there, is there more yeah. to that, that
1: conversation? hundred percent. And mind you, this isn't a, a problem for, you know, small businesses or really small businesses or even medium sized businesses. This is a common problem across the board with a whole range of businesses that we have worked with over the years or, and still work with to help them resolve their issues. You know, one of the number one problems business owners face, even if you are doing well, is cash flow or or your ability to maintain a level of cash to run not only your business successfully, but you know, pay yourself as well on time and pay yourself, you know, what you deserve. So,
0: I mean, it's it's a problem that that people see in their personal lives as well. People, you know, and I think that that's where it probably manifests from, right? Because the the majority, the high majority, probably ninety nine percent of people. They come into business having gone through the programming phases of having a job and scraping by and and that sort of thing. So, you know, I I think I want to start by saying to people, you know, where you are is not necessarily your fault. However, it is your responsibility, right? So, going through the programming of kind of just scraping by, watching, you know, probably watched your parents scrape by, not have two cents to rub together half the time, as the saying goes, that is, Probably half the reason you are where you are and and that you're I guess these problems are manifesting in in your life now in the same way but the the question is how do we reprogram and what are the things that we need to change? I mean what what's the problems this causes I, I mean for me, in those times where money hasn't been abundant, you know it's like you know the stress, the anxiety, all of those things, those problems that it that it causes. And and we normalize it, you know. I think that that's that's part of the problem for people is they normalize these these situations. But when it comes to business, I mean, what are the
1: the biggest issues you see there, Brian? Yeah. Well, specifically in regards to I guess this topic today about about money. I guess the problem that we often see is that business owners work hard. They're thinking that you know, okay, if I quote if I quote this properly, then I should be right. If I get enough business coming through should be right if i can get the right team members and staff or subcontractors whatever it is to help me i'll be right and even as you start to get those things right you you still don't have enough cash or even if you have enough cash to pay things off in time often what i hear is i thought i, sh- I like i should have had more I, I, I swear i should have had more in my account but where is it right you know it's gone to All of a sudden, this massive tax bill, or these other bills, and you know you're paying this contractor, this employee, this and that, and then you know you're left with not that much in comparison to the effort and stress that you've put towards. And
0: and that's the big thing, right? Like business owners all the time. Like, I mean, I have this conversation on a regular basis. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, if you're not making decent money and being profitable and living a somewhat comfortable life, like, like go and get a job, like contribute to somebody else's business at a high level right and there's always other reasons you know people are like you know i want to make a difference i want to make an impact i want my life to be better i want my family's life to be better all those sorts of things but at the end of the day we're not making any and and (laughs) i saw a funny post the other day in in our group you know being self-employed is the the permission to pay yourself less than you would ever have earned if you'd work for somebody else, you know, and that's often what we see, and and this is what this is how this problem manifests, right? It's like I'm doing more hours than I've ever done before, earning more money than I've ever earned before,
1: but I've still got no money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And and you know, as business owners, you're often going to business a because you have some sort of skill set into in in what you're doing. So if you're an electrician, obviously you have a skill set enough to to actually go out and start it yourself or buy a business or however you get into your business. And so we have a genuine skill set, but we also have the work ethic. Right. For me to actually earn income, I have to work hard and 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 we have that mentality. If we work hard and we do the right thing, then the money will follow. Right? Yeah. Mm. Now, now that's that's, you know, obviously the right mentality because if you don't if you do the opposite and don't do the right thing, you don't work hard there's less chance of you actually bringing in the income.
0: I think I think part of the the problem there is like I just picked something up it just yes. made me think about it, right? Is that the money will follow rather than the profit will follow, right? So this is the thing, the money does
1: follow. Yes. But okay. the profit the profit's not there. And that's the big problem, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the big one, right? So the money will will follow but not necessarily the profit. The profit also comes from I guess, two things. Obviously, how you, I guess, charge right from the very beginning, so you make a profit, but also how you manage that, right? right? And so if the problem really comes down to that we often, as business owners, focus so much on the bringing in of the money but less of the managing of or understanding of what's actually happening with our money. So we don't know what's actually happening under the bonnet of, you know, of our business so to speak we are we are essentially driving blind to a degree right and i know a lot of us who are running our business we're not necessarily money people we're not accounts we're not bookkeepers we're not you know detailed people when it comes to money or money management mm. but that's that's i think where we need to step up is when we don't have abdicate the responsibility of our money to someone else yeah. or or abdicate even the mindset of money management to, she'll be right, because I'll bring in the money. That's all, you know, mm. that we are doing. We're actually, we're actually, we don't have a visual of what's actually happening to our business or within our business. And when we don't have a visual, we, it's hard for us or hard for anyone to be able to know what's going on and to manage your business properly. And so without knowing what's happening properly with your money, how can you know? What's you're going to be left with, and you know where to fix it. So, yeah, it
0: was- and I think that that was one of the things for me on my journey was understanding and accepting that when you can no longer just be a tradesman or mm. a tradesperson. Pardon my incorrectness, but this is the thing. You, like when you start a business, the mindset has to change. Otherwise, you're going to be pushing shit uphill for a long time until your mindset changes. And that's why we do this podcast, right, is we want people's mindset and thought process to change sooner rather than later, right? So for me, it was like when I truly stepped into I'm a business owner, CEO, and I start thinking about how would a business owner and a CEO think about things, that's when things really start to shift, right? Because CEOs, they want to look at data they make all their decisions off of data it's emotionless right and this is the problem business owners have when they first come into business is they're emotionally attached to the outcomes of the business right they're emotionally attached and look i'm you know i'm still emotionally attached don't get me wrong but that level of attachment has decreased over time through practice and through understanding that i need to make decisions that are based on the greater good you know whether that's initially for me personally, because I've still got to head the business, I've still got to, you know, manage things, but then also individually throughout the business, you know, is there a toxic employee I need to get rid of because it brings the whole team down? You know, you've got to, you've got to do that. So from money point of view, I think for me, when I started really systemizing the money and building spreadsheets to, to understand what the costs are of a business and, And there were so many, what I would say, hidden costs. They're not hidden, but they're ones that you don't think about. Like you don't. When I when I talk to business owners, and I'm like, "Do you know what your your current liability is for long service leave?" And they're like, "I don't have any liability because nobody's work. The business is three years old." I was like, "You do because as soon as that seven year mark trips over, and you've got." people that have been with you since day one, you have a liability. And that liability is incrementally increasing. And this is what trips companies up later down the track. I know in my my first iteration, it was something that tripped me up. It wasn't something that it was always a future Adams problem, you know? But if you can build this stuff in from day one, if you can build these spreadsheets and tracking your numbers. And my here's the thing. And if you know, I want to obviously encourage people to to build systems and processes they've got to w- evolve as well so I, I had a spreadsheet that was very simple to start with you know what was the in- what was the income that i wanted to make what did i need to invoice to do that what was the gst component what was the tax component it was quite simple i wasn't thinking about superannuation i wasn't thinking about long service leave i wasn't thinking about sick leave people accrue sick leave it's a liability that you have to build into your spreadsheet and into your numbers. I mean, what, what, what are some of the other things that you see that people often forget that, that trips them up?
1: Yeah, all of those things. We're actually, we've just closed an acquisition actually and, you know, one of the things that we obviously have to look at are all those things that you don't necessarily consider like sick leave, like long service leave and all those sorts of things, right? Work uh, cover.
0: Work cover's work covers a percentage, right? And this is the thing, insurances. You know, the cost of insurance of equipment and insuring your people and and things like that. You've got to factor things in that you've never thought about before.
1: Yeah. And and also, not only what are current uh, expenses that you haven't thought about, but also future ones. So, for example, when you are growing your business or if you're saying, okay, I need, you know, for me to grow, I need a new staff member not factoring the new staff members or even an increase in salary or wages or mm. of, of subcontractors as this new financial year starts. Costs will go up. Your subcontractor costs will go up. Your materials will go up and not factoring those things. You know, if you're still quoting, for example, based on, you know, three, six, 12 months ago's costs, right? And you have that in your template or in your head, okay, i cost this and this, and you haven't adjusted that on a more, uh, you know, more recently then you know those are the hidden expenses you know could be eating into that question where the heck's my money right i thought yeah yeah right while all these incremental expenses are happening
0: what what are some other ones i mean for me the number one thing that i that i did actually factor in that i see so many other businesses not factor in is replacement costs of equipment right Mm. for me being a surveyor, we're in a high, quite a high tech world where, you know, five years down track, they stop supporting the instrument. They stop offering like trade ins, uh, not trade ins, but replacement parts and components. So it gets to a point where something becomes obsolete and you literally can't use it anymore because you need one part and they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I factored in the cost of my equipment, loan repayments forever. Because when it got to a point where I'd written the, the thing off and I'd used it, I wanted to be able to upgrade it. And this is, this is one thing I think that people come to me and they're like, how can the bloke down the road be charging 30% less than me? Like I've done my numbers. I have factored all these things in. And it's like, because he's not factoring those things in, mm. that's why, because he's running in a, he or she is running in a false economy that leads to them going broke. So this is why you don't have the money or they don't, you know, like if you're not factoring these things in, but this is also why when you're looking at your numbers and going someone's 30% dearer than me, I don't understand that. These are the things, the hidden costs that are not hidden. You've just got to dig for them. Like look at every single step and thing in your business, you know, right down to the subscription you're paying for your accounting software, QuickBooks, Mile, zero. What's that? You know, seventy dollars, hundred dollars a month. You know, as soon as you add payroll onto it, like it's an additional cost. Those sorts of things. So, I know for me, equipment costs was something that I always wanted to factor in because I also prided myself on the fact that we had the latest and the greatest gear, and it was something that I used as a selling point. I mean, what are some of the other hidden costs that you see? Do you? I mean, do you see any other hidden costs, Brian?
1: Yeah, I think for me, some of the hidden costs come well it's even before before going into the details of the hidden costs because i think the mistake that i often see is that people don't actually look at their numbers on a regular enough basis or know what to look for in their numbers or have a system or a way into my business of how am i actually doing so that's that's the, that's i guess my my main point for today is that you know you need to get a visual on where you're at and on a regular basis, and obviously we can help with that, you know, if anyone wanted to have a chat with us. And I just want to say this, nobody will care enough about your business. No one will care enough about your money. No one will care enough about what, how much money you have to pay your bills or how much you're left with. Not your accountant, not your bookkeeper, not your bank manager, not even your other business partner, if you have a business partner. No one will care about your money situation more than you. So if you're not putting effort into understanding and reviewing, okay, where am I at? Numbers wise, what am I doing? How's my business going? Because you're too busy or you don't like numbers, then no one else will. And that is the key to, or the reason I think why you may not have enough money left over is because you perhaps don't, don't put enough, uh, I guess time or effort or, um, or, or the know-how to, to be able to do that. So,
0: wow. I wish I had some sound effects because I would have just dropped the bomb on that one, you know? Uh, and I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Nobody's going to care more about your, your business, your numbers than you. If you, except for maybe you and I, Brian, as we care, right? So if you need some help with your numbers, if you're not sure about where your money's going, if this has resonated with you, please reach out to us at hello at com. Send us an email. Just put it in the subject line, where's my cash? <laughs> and uh, either myself or Brian will get straight back to you and, and see if we can help you with that. But Brian, thats uh, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate you and your thoughts on finding where your cash is. For those people who uh, have lost the cash, please reach out. And if somebody... If you know somebody that doesn't know where their cash is, then please share this podcast with them. Do all the cool things. Like, share, subscribe. uh, Hit that notifications bell, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone.